This show is brought to you in part by the University of Advancing Technology. UAT is a unique technology-infused private college that was founded by a geek for other geeks. Our mission is to educate students in the fields of advancing technology to become innovators of the future. UAT's campus culture is devoted to continually nurturing a thriving geek community where everyone's personal lives and professional aspirations revolve around technology. The beginning of the 21st century is an exciting time to be in the technology community. Current subjects of ongoing research and scholarship at UAT include robotics and embedded systems, artificial life programming, information and network security, game development, and other areas of advanced technology. Check them out on the web at www.uat.edu. Shoutcast streaming provided by Versus the World Productions, www.vtwproductions.com. I am Gnomewise. I am Gonora. I am Iolite. I am Daxa. I am Grail. And I am Versus You. I am Versus You. And I'm Versus You. I am Versus You. And I'm Versus You. Casually Hardcore. Sundays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. GMT. Only on vtwproductions.com. guys so much for coming out today and I have to say um, <laughs> I'll, I'll let her get situated first but uh, one thing I do have to say was when when I got this assignment I'll admit I was I was very excited I was very excited to introduce our current guest because I, I I um, graduated from film school a couple years ago, and in school I had the distinction of being known as the horror girl, which wasn't a very common thing in our particular class. We, we didn't have girls who were interested in horror, and I thought about that, and I thought that was very strange because for me, I remember growing up as a child watching Elvira and thinking, how did more girls not want to be her? She was incredible, <laughs> and she was interesting, and she was funny, and she was sexy, and she was just smart. So that had a very huge influence on me with directing my future and where I went in life. And I, I definitely think that if you guys are here, you probably feel the exact same way. And. Uh, <laughs> Our current guest has an amazing body of work, and not only is she an extremely talented actress, an extremely talented host, she's also an extremely generous heart. Oh. And I think that um, as a humanitarian, you've done amazing things. Thank you. And I continue to love to watch your work, so I'm going to stop talking now but, uh, and uh, introduce Ms. Cassandra Peterson. Oh, <laughs> Ah, that was so sweet. Oh my God, who is she talking about? Uh, that was so nice, thank you. And it's funny because I was the horror girl too. I remember, oh my gosh, my sister got a Barbie and Ken for Christmas and I got Frankenstein, Dracula, and a mummy. Yeah. They knew what I liked. Yeah. I got G.I. Joe and they tortured Barbie. <laughs> 
Um, well, I used G.I. Joe as a victim. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that, that was me. That was me. Well, there you go. I guess that's why I connect to so many um, young women, which is so bizarre. I have so many girls come up and say, oh, when I was little, I wanted to be you. And I go, what's the matter with you? <laughs> Wherever your parents. You know, yeah, over the years that I finally decided, okay, Elvira is, even though she's kind of, you know, edgy and as a... Um, Pretty strong personality, and it's a little, little on the not brilliant side. She still is a strong woman. I think she's a strong figure for girls. Uh, she does what she wants to do. She doesn't take any crap from any guys. And she, in the movie, I both movies, I've specifically made sure that no guy comes to rescue her. They try, they start to, but they screw up, and she has to do it herself. You know, and uh, that's kind of the motto for my life. If you want something done, just do it yourself. <laughs> so anyway, okay. Well, um, I don't know if, if I'm supposed to just talk or we're going to take questions or how you'd yeah, like to why? do that. It's up to you. This is your panel. <laughs> oh, okay, let's see. Well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll talk for a second about what I'm doing right now, and then I'll, I'll let you guys just uh, ask me embarrassing questions. And we do have a mic set up over here. If you are interested in starting to line up, we can start to do that too. Great. So. Um, I just wanted to mention, I, I hope you're all aware that I have a television show on currently. Um, I call it the best kept secret in Hollywood. <laughs> Thank you. It's in syndication, so it's in a different little, just like my old show, it's on a local station in every market, so you have to kind of hunt it down. And these days there's 9,000 million digital channels, so now you really have to do some hunting. Uh, but if you want to find it, you can go on elvira.com, uh, which I've had for years, but I just revamped the whole, whole thing. <laughs> so it's an uh, all-new website, so if you haven't been on there for, in a while, check it out. And um, um, yeah, go in there. There's a little thing about local listings, and you can find the station in your area that carries the show. It's called Elvira's Movie Macabre, and it's the old format with the old crappy classic horror films <laughs> that, that I love so much. And um, you just, uh, you know, I don't know. It's a fun show. I think you guys will like it. It's a little, little bit edgier because I'm now my own censor, which is really good. <laughs> and since I don't have any boundaries or morals, it's more fun. Uh, no, <laughs> I do have. Okay, I have a few morals. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's see. What, uh, what else? Oh, yeah, that and um, my new fan club is happening on the, on the uh, uh, Internet, also on Elvira.com. You can join up and thank you and become a fan. And uh, this fan club is really decent. You don't get the old credit card like you used to. You get a plastic card, like a credit card. It won't get you in anywhere, but, you know, what the heck. <laughs> and uh, you get a beautiful pin. You get a signed, personally signed autograph picture. And uh, a nice welcome letter. I think you'll enjoy it. So check that out. And then, oh, gosh, what else? I'm just, I'm just plugging everything here. I got my new phone app, my Elvira phone app. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but... It'll save you a lot of time and money because you can take a photo with me on the, pho <laughs> on the phone app. <laughs> so you don't have to wait in line over there. So, um, so what is that so like, like knowing you can be downloaded uh, digitally? Just, just going into the app store mm -hmm. and put Elvira. And the Elvira app will come up and there's photos of me and you, you put yourself in next to me in all sorts of embarrassing situations. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that and, oh golly, uh, where'd Scott go? Scott, am I missing something? 
Facebook. I have to tell you guys, I've been on Facebook ever since it came out. I had a, uh, you know, little official Elvira Facebook page, and my Facebook page mysteriously disappeared. It must have been the ghost of Vampira. Uh, anyway, <laughs> my Facebook page mysteriously disappeared about a month ago. And now I have to start from the very beginning, from scratch. So I hope you guys will go in there and be my friend. Won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> well, okay, not my neighbor, but my friend anyway. Uh, it would really be great if you guys sign up, tell your friends to sign up, and, and I can look like I've actually been around longer than uh, a year, you know? Uh, so anyway, I guess that's all the plugs I have for now. Um, uh, well, yeah, when you, when you go on my uh, website, there's also, if you sign up for the fan club, you get a lot of extras like live webcasts from my hotel rooms like last night. <laughs> um, you, you get a lot of um, footage from, from my television show, behind the scenes stuff that isn't shown, a lot of photos that, um, uh, let's hope we don't see those anywhere else. And <laughs> no, just kidding. Just <laughs> A lot of extras that most people don't get to see, so some really fun stuff. So check it out. Check it out. You'll have fun. I hope. Uh, anyway, so we'll just go to questions. Sure, Is that sure. good? Would you like to start? Yes. <laughs> when I was young, I saw you, you do some introductions to some old films for a home video company called Thriller Video. How did you get involved with the company? Well, I had, uh, since the time of my television show when it was in syndication in the 80s, I think I've had seven uh, home video um, series that came out on video, mostly video. So long ago it came out on kinescopes probably, but I don't know. <laughs> it came out on home video, the VHS and all that. And um, so I think I had seven of those sets, thriller video, chiller video, thriller video, I don't know. Um, but but uh, just since syndication was a very hard market, I went out and sold more videos, which was really happening back then, which is quickly tanking. Um, so that's pretty much it. That's, that's how I did it. Thanks for the question. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome, too. Hey there. Hi. I just want to say um, congratulations on your wonderful performance in the film All About Evil. Oh, thank you. From thank our you. That's very cool. good friend director Joshua Grinnell up in San Francisco. I thought yeah. you did a wonderful job. I did too. We're at the premiere in LA when you were with Ming Stoll and you did a wonderful job there as well. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I wasn't dressed anything like this. I have many <laughs> characters like yourself. Um, my question is, uh, like, I love the fact that you're a horror host. I dream about it, doing it someday myself. But when I'm watching the really bad movies that you do host, I always fast forward, thank God for DVRs, through the movies. <laughs> I so I get a chance to actually like see you perform. Have you ever thought of doing like a reality of just you maybe in a situation doing like, like I don't know, like just doing your, your bit without maybe the horror movies? Because if I had to watch those movies, I don't think I could stay up that late or... Wow, yeah. You know, well, you first, of all, first of all, thanks about the All About Evil. If you guys yeah. haven't seen this movie, it just came out on DVD. It really is a fun uh, horror movie. I, I play a very normal, straight, typical mom to my son, Thomas Decker, who's a great 
actor, really great guy. He was in, uh, I think his last thing was uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. You guys have seen this guy before. He's worked forever. He was on some sitcom for years and years as a kid, but really good actor. And he uh, plays my son in my television show, my homicidal maniac, schizophrenic son. Oh, that's great. Uh, On my TV show. (laughs) Turns out he's really just insane and isn't really my son, but... Um, <laughs> but I did remember checking in the hospital and having like a f- delivering a five pound uh, kidney stone. But I thought it was him. And uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm rambling here. Uh, anyway, so that is a really cool movie. Check it out. It came out on DVD. It's a really fun, scary, kind of gory horror movie. Uh, at first, the, the gory part, I almost was like, mm, I don't know if I want to be in this. But it's, the humor took the edge off, so I, I really love how it came out. I think Joshua Grinnell did a great job. His, his, um, Joshua, by the way, his, his uh, character's name is Peaches Christ. I love that. <laughs> That's a great name. <laughs> Damn, he stole my name. Uh, uh, anyway, so check that out, All About Evil. And uh, then the second part was, uh, oh, yeah, you know, it's very funny you brought that up about the movie and everything, because recently... Selling the movie in syndication in a two-hour time slot is next to impossible. No one has that chunk of time available. So we really have just the last couple of weeks been talking about cutting the movie, cutting the whole show down to an hour and seriously editing the movie. Yeah. I mean, most of these movies have, they're, they're about 90 minutes long, and they have about 89 minutes that you could probably cut out that, <laughs> and you, that you wouldn't miss. So we're thinking maybe making a little short, maybe a half an hour show, who knows. <laughs> but good Thank suggestion, you. and Thank we're you. working on that. Thank you very much. Good afternoon, and everybody here is sure happy you're here. Thank you. Um, I have two questions. The first one is, where did you grow up? Where were you getting these Frankenstein models <laughs> and such for Christmas? Well, um, I, I actually was born in Kansas, um, I, I grew up in a town called Randolph, and then had I was born in Manhattan because Randolph didn't have a hospital, so uh, I was born in Manhattan, Kansas, the little apple. And um, I then, uh, when I was seven years old, they they made a dam which blocked the valley and flooded the town we lived in, so the the town was disappeared, and uh, is under like hundreds of feet of water now, and uh, we moved to Colorado. I don't know why I had an aunt there. So we moved to Colorado Springs. So from the age of zero to seven, I was in Kansas. And then seven to 17, I was in Colorado. And that is where I found the, uh, the models and where I was in love with Vincent Price and all the Roger Corman, uh, Edgar Allan Poe movies. Oh, my God, those are my favorite movies I ever saw. My first movies that I was just like crazy about um, were the Edgar Allan Poe movies like Tomb of Ligeia and and uh, Pit and a Pendulum. And I don't know if you guys, if any of you have seen Haunted Hills, the second movie I made. Thanks. That, that, was, that, was, uh, that was made as an homage to, to uh, House of Usher, Pit and a Pendulum, and Tomb of Ligeia. So it was kind of a combination of all three of those. Um, anyway, so I, I just was into horror. You know, Colorado Springs, well known for its horror. Yeah, the, yeah the Air Force Academy. Anyway. Um, and the second question is, what got you into the... Uh, the mode of travel in the way of chewing up these movies, camping them out, vamping them out, as you do on the TV. Um, in Southern California, we grew up with a character called Seymour. Seymour. I loved Seymour. I, I knew about Seymour, and I actually, I took Seymour's place because he had passed away. 
So the station wanted to continue doing the horror movies because this station, KHJ, actually had a huge library of um, old films because they, they were owned by RKO. So RKO had, you know, the old film studio had bought up all these films over the years and they had them and they were just trying to glom them off on the public. <laughs> so they couldn't sell them on their own, so they had to have a host at least who brought in a few people. So I got the job as a replacement for Seymour. And we were starting out a little more serious, like, you know, they're spooky and this and that. And they pretty soon became, um, you know, pretty obvious that they were not that scary. And we started the director, Larry Thomas, at the time at the station, and myself, and John Paragon, who played the breather, were writing the shows. And we decided, you know, we started putting in little jokes here and there about them. And, and um, this went on that way. It was very funny. Uh, Canon Films took pulled their movies because they didn't like me making fun of them. And after the show had been on about six more months, they were begging us to put them back on. And I said, no, Canon threw in the towel. Get it? Canon towels? Well, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, so, so it just sort of morphed into that because it was just too obvious. It, I didn't want to lie to people watching the movie like, it's a fantastic classic. You're going to love brilliant filmmaking. Pigs. You know, I have you guys have ever seen Thank you very much. So, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got a long line of questions. Hi. Hi, thanks for coming. Uh, welcome, welcome to Phoenix. Thanks. It's great to be uh, here. I have two questions also, seeing as it's the trend. Uh, one about a good movie, one about a bad movie. Mm -hmm. I'm another All About Evil fan. Um, but, and I love your performance in it as, as much as the entire film. You were great. Thank you. But how did you get involved with that film? I mean, it's a horror film directed by a drag queen. They haven't done that <laughs> since Ed Wood. Yeah, horror films directed by drag queens. That's how I get involved. <laughs> <laughs> You're the Englishman with the Aussie accent, aren't you? I am. You. <laughs> um, yeah, I got involved with that because uh, Peaches Christ has a, a show that he does up in San Francisco called Midnight Mass, and it's the coolest show. He brings in like John Waters and Mink Stoll and, and uh, really interesting characters that everybody um, you know, wants to see, and he, he screens their films and then has a little panel with them afterwards. And uh, I was one of the people he brought in. Uh, right after Tura Satana, I don't know if you guys are familiar with her, who just passed away. I loved her, she was wonderful. And um, so he brought in these really interesting people and their films, and uh, I was one of them, and we just hit it off. I mean, I love drag queens, you know, because I am a drag queen. <laughs> I mean, I feel like one. I wear more makeup and wig and hair and, you know, than uh, any woman alive, so I really do feel a close connection to drag queens. So. Um, Peaches and I became good friends, and, and uh, then when this film project came up that he was going to direct, uh, he asked me to be in it. And my first thing, inclination after reading the, the script was, ew. <laughs> there were some parts in it that I really wasn't so crazy about. But after he told me how it was going to be done and how the take he was going to have on it, um, I really got into it. And I, I also hate playing myself in films. I really have to kind of be talked into that. It's, uh, it's like I don't have my mask or my armor, you know, and I feel creepy. So, um, I don't know, he finally just twisted my arm and I, I, I did it. So, that's, that's it, and he and I are very, very good friends. He just did my show. He played uh, Mary Decay, the cosmetics lady that comes to my house to sell me a serum to stay young forever. 
Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we're very glad you did. And Thank the flip you. side of that, I mean, you show all these really, really terrible movies, and I, I love these terrible movies. I do too. Um, but Plan 9 is not the worst movie of all time. What, in your experience, <laughs> is the worst movie of all time? Well, they call it the second worst movie of all time, but it's Manos, yeah. The Hands of Fate. Oh. You guys do not. Wow. This is some guy in, like, I think it was San Antonio, Texas or something, decided to shoot this movie in his backyard. The, the funny thing, I mean, there are some funny things about it. He, um, he did the uh, movie, and afterwards he found out that the sound was bad for the whole movie, and so they dubbed the whole entire thing with two people. Um, <laughs> One man and one woman, even though there was a little girl there, you know. She was, uh, apparently, the little girl was, like, lost it and was very distraught after she went to a screening of the, of the film. And uh, uh, she saw that, you know, a man was dubbing her voice. And she went outside and cried and cried. And I was like, I know, Debbie. I cried, too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was a talk about your low budgets. And, and no story in particular, no plot. Uh, there was a guy in it who who played a satyr for no particular reason. And uh, he had these little homemade satyr legs that he was walking around in, and it permanently damaged his legs. And um, I guess he was on acid the whole time he was <laughs> doing the movie. He really was. He was like on shrooms or something. And, and then he had a bad, bad uh, trip, and he ended up killing himself at the end of the movie, probably from embarrassment. I don't know. But that was sad. The whole movie was just riddled with problems. Do, do you know they're making a sequel, and Debbie is going to be in the sequel? Debbie! Oh, she'll finally get her revenge. Good for her. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. And I like your man's skirt. <laughs> Hi. Hi, how are you? First of all, I want to say I think you're absolutely wonderful. Thanks. Thank and, you. Uh, um, I heard that there's going to be like a, a new Elvira where is she, Ming? <laughs> there is. You, you, you had a, a TV show as a search for the new Elvira. Right. Well, I'll explain that. It was actually, I had this brilliant idea, which I th still think is a brilliant idea, that, you know, when you go to a shopping mall and you see the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus at Christmas, you know, and you go and you take your kids and you take pictures with them. Well, I had this brilliant idea that you get a bunch of Elviras and you put them in a shopping mall at Halloween and they sit on a red couch and dress up as Elvira and you come in and get your picture. Probably not kids, probably more like the dads. But <laughs> <laughs> and they sex next to her and we pick out these Elviras and make sure they look good and they kind of know how to, you know, act like Elvira and then, and then uh, you get your photo with them. Uh, so that was my brilliant idea. So we took it around to sell it uh, someone said, you know, if you're going to do that and you're going to start auditioning for these Elviras around the country, why don't you do a TV show of it? I thought, hmm, okay. So we went in and we shopped it around and went here and there and finally got this deal at Fox, um, Fox, uh, what was it, Reality. And um, we uh, started auditioning and, and, well, they wanted to come up with a name and their name was Search for the Next Elvira, which I was like, no, that's so misleading. It sounds like I'm retiring and they're going to have next but that's what I thought yeah I know you know but the name I had search for more Elvira's just wasn't that good <laughs> not quite so I finally enough. after like a lot of arguing about what the name should be we finally you know I said okay search for the next Elvira or whatever but anyway we made the show over 2,000 people uh, auditioned and um, 
it turned out really fun. It was a fun show to do. I, I had a hard time saying bad things to, to the contestants. I, I didn't. I hired another drag queen to do that job. <laughs> yeah, my, my, uh, uh, one of my favorite drag queens of Elvira, a Christian Grenia, and uh, he did an excellent job of insulting people. <laughs> a little too excellent, I think. Anyway, that's, that's how that turned out. So it wasn't replacing myself. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. No, I mean, thank you for not replacing yourself. <laughs> oh, good. <thank> you. <laughs> Hi there. Hi. Can you get that okay? Yeah. Okay. Maybe okay, you can, this, maybe you can first grab it all, out of the stand. First of all, this is an unsolicited plug. Yay. But your show's on Channel 7 in this market. Oh, yay! Thank you. Is it? Oh, yeah. I had no idea. I had people tell me it was channel 13, channel 13, 1 a.m. to 3. Great. 7.2. Oops. Oh, thank you. Uh-oh. All right. Try this again. I've got a two-part question. Okay. Um, thank you for the information. So, if you want to check it out, what time did you say it's on? One, 1 a.m. to three. One a.m. to three. That's what DVR is for. And oddly enough, oddly enough, one of your sponsors seems to be a Christian dating service. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is odd. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you another thing. This is very strange. I, I used to get, when people still sent actual letters, and I got fan mail. I got fan mail, and I still have them from priests, rabbis, but that doesn't surprise me. Priests, <laughs> rabbis, nuns. I have a picture of me with a gaggle of nuns around me. They love my show. Um, but um, the other bizarre thing was when my show was originally on in, um, in the first syndication in the United States, the biggest area where it was popular. You would think San Francisco, New York, LA. No, Bible Belt. Hello. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so see, mm -hmm. under that pious uh, exterior lurks perps. Okay, here's, here's, I'm not saying, I'm not, not everybody, of course. Here's, Just here's, a few. here's the question. How do you pick the movies for your show? And have there ever, I know you can't really probably get into titles, but have you ever been in a situation where you've looked at a movie and said, uh-uh, absolutely not. Oh, God, yeah. Not uh, going uh, there. Oh, yes. I have been in many situations where I said, no way. Um, recently, it was funny. Um, first of all, I don't really pick my movie as much as have them foisted on me. Uh, I, I don't get a lot of choice. Uh, they're almost always, now they're definitely public domain movies, so there's a limited number of those that I can use. Um, I just recently went through a bunch of movies looking for uh, next season's movie and oh my gosh there was only one in 12 that I would consider even <laughs> using you wouldn't believe what's out there folks oh my gosh <laughs> movies with no plot no acting no no anything it's just like what? <laughs> can you guys hear me okay still yeah, anyway, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah so there's many movies I turned down now that I actually do get to choose from the limited pool of movies that are available uh, but there's some good ones. There's some really good ones that I just saw recently, too, that I'm, I'm, I'm sure that I'll be able to scratch together 20. Okay, thank yeah. you. Uh, thank you very much. 
Oh, by the way, don't watch the insane erotic idiots uh, from Mars or something like that. Uh, I, I just watched it. Worst movie. It's, it might be worse than Manos, but not as funny. <laughs> All right, real quick, though, are we still doing okay volume-wise? It's still it's tough in the back. Everybody can hear back there. No. Uh oh, they can't hear. Yeah, it seems like I can tell mine went down. Why don't we do this? Why don't we switch it to? Yeah. Okay. I think we're just running into. Does this one? Yeah, I can tell this one sounds better. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Help me fix my hair. Okay. Oh, it's so dry here. My hair is like flying all over the place. Okay. All right, now. <laughs> okay, um, I've been watching you ever since I was as young as possible. I've loved your show. Thank you. Okay, I've always wondered, what gave you the idea of the character Elvira? Where um, did it originate from? Yeah, I, I uh, started on KHJ, a local station in Hollywood, and um, um, a friend of mine told me about this horror movie show, and she said I should go audition for it because the director was thinking about having like a sexy female vampire type. So he, they were looking at everybody, but as a matter of fact, they put an ad in the newspaper. So when I say they were looking for everybody, they were looking at everybody. Um, but but uh, I was on my honeymoon at the time. I had just gotten married two weeks before, and and uh, I said no, I'm not coming back to Hollywood to audition. You know, not during my honeymoon. And uh, after my honeymoon, I came home. They still had not found anyone. So I went in, and I auditioned. I dressed like a normal person, and I got there, and it was like uh, somebody didn't tell me it was a costume party because I got there. Everyone had on black and fangs and black wigs and capes, and I was just, you know, looking pretty normal. And um, I don't know. I auditioned for it. I, I sort of improvised. It was a really bad script. <laughs> I remember that it was like little, so I sort of didn't use the script and I improvised and I ended up getting the part. So after that, my I, I they said come up with a look and I went to my very best friend at the time, a guy named Robert Redding, and um, he was an artist and I said what should I wear? What should I look like? And he and I both talked about it and came up with this idea to look like Sharon Tate in the Fearless Vampire Killers. So I was going to have on this long, tattered, old-fashioned gown, and then we were going to make my hair kind of curly and red and, and a real pale face, pale lips, kind of like a dead girl. And um, <laughs> took it back to the station managers, and they were like, no, no, you got to be in black. You gotta, it's horror movies. You have to wear all black. You're like, oh, yeah, okay. So went back. Robert designed the wig after his favorite, favorite uh, singer in the world, Ronnie Spector of the Ronettes. Uh, the hairdo, by the way, he, she called a knowledge bump. Go figure. <laughs> she married Phil Spector. She couldn't be that smart. Okay. <laughs> and uh, sorry, I love her. <laughs> anyway, she has a show coming out this week. She's a live show traveling around uh, this week. She, she sounds exactly the same. She's so Nobody here is old enough to remember the Ronettes. So, oh, well, okay. I'm just rambling. Anyway. Uh, they were really cool. And then he went in a, a book of kabuki makeup and designed my makeup after a kabuki look for kabuki theater. And then uh, the dress we just made as you know, tight as humanly possible and low cut uh, and high cut on the leg. We never thought we'd get away with that. Yeah. But the station managers looked at it, looked at it and said, um, hmm, can you make the slit on the leg higher? <laughs> that was it. <laughs> so, you know, ratings. Uh, this seemed like it just went out again. Microphone dribbles. Yeah. <laughs>
perfect. <laughs> Maybe they can get a child to do it. We've lost them all. Okay, we're just gonna. <laughs> I'm one of every mic in this direction. <laughs> we're starting to run out of options. <laughs> oh my gosh! Third option, then it then it goes to sign language. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, yeah. There you go. That was it. <laughs> Thank you. This one's not working either. Oh my God! I might have to yell. I'll be yelling. Well, go ahead and ask your question. Can can you? Oh, it seems this one's pretty dead too. Okay. This is a mystery building. Yesterday, all our cell phones went out. Couldn't get computer connection in here. Maybe we're Nothing. haunted. Is your mic still hot? Yeah. yeah. What's your up mic's with that? out too. Could you speak a second? See if hello. Nope. Yeah. All right. Well, we're real te called technical services, so okay. I don't know. Do you mind? No, I can. Speaking we're going to project. Project, AKA yelling. <laughs> well, I had two questions. Yeah. Um, first one was uh, on Friday when I got your uh, autograph, um, I had asked you if Night Brew was going to come back out. And you said you were actually working on a wine. And I was wondering oh, yeah. when that was going to come out. Yes. Okay. She asked if my uh, beer, my, I had a, a beer that I sold for a while called, called um, Elvira's Night Brew. And uh, that was after being with Coors Beer for seven years. Um, some of the people wanted to split off and make make our own beers so I went with them and did night brew for two or three years and um, she was asking if it was going to come back out and in fact it's not but I have a, a wine that's going to come out a soda pop and a wine I pick the wine but uh, yeah so that'll be coming out Elvira wine and Elvira soda pop <laughs> so look for it all right, and then my second question was, have you ever thought about doing a movie with Bruce Campbell? Because I think the two personalities. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, she, I, if you didn't hear, she asked about if I had ever thought about um, doing a movie with Bruce Campbell. Constantly. <laughs> yeah, oh, I love Bruce Campbell. I mean, Evil Dead 2, I think, is right up there with my oh, top yeah. three movies. I love it, I love it. Um, I don't know. I hope he's thinking about it. I'd love to do one. I yeah. didn't know if this ever, ever approached me, but uh, he's so funny and he's such a great actor. Yeah. I would love to do something with him. So if you run into Bruce at one of these shows, everybody, tell him Elvira's dying to do a movie. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Do I still have to pretend like I'm talking to the mic? No. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Hi. Hi. Um, I got two questions, but one's kind of more of a request. So first up, if you had the range of any movie, uh, you weren't restricted to like the public domain, and you were kind of doing like more recent in the past ten years, what movies do you think you'd kind of gravitate towards? Um, if I was doing movies that were more recent in the past, you know, ten years or so, um, I don't know. There's not a lot of horror movies that I, you know, the problem is if they're good, then they're not good for my show. And if they're bad, more recently, they're just crappy. They're not even bad campy or funny, you know, so that's difficult. I mean, the only movies I can think of, you know, that I'd make fun of would, would be like Showgirls or, or <laughs> Basic Instinct 2. <laughs> Just stuff that is unintentionally bad, you know. I mean, they thought they were making a great film and they were making a piece of garbage. So you've heard of The Room then? Huh? You've heard of The Room then? Yes, the, you know, The Room though, um, I, I mean, I. 
I've heard of the room, and I, I thought it was, uh, uh, I've heard really great things about it. Did you think it was terrible? <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty bad. Is it really? But it's pretty, pretty brilliantly bad. Oh, good. Well, I should see it. I know, somebody told me they liked it. Who knows what was wrong with them, but I don't know. But then I got one request, and that would be if you could request to me your favorite bad movies to watch. Suggest my favorite bad movies to watch? Yeah. Um, okay, let's see. Well, besides Manos. Um, oh God! What was I just saw a couple that were so insane. Um, oh my God! What were they? They were so great. Not not Carnival of Souls, but it was. Uh, oh, it was like Carnival Carnival of, of Carnival of Fear. Oh my God! You think I, see all the movies have just went gone together in my brain, and I can't remember. Oh, here is a fantastic one. Fantastic. Um, uh, the The Undertaker and His Pals. Has anybody ever seen that? Oh my God! Brilliant, brilliant, bad movie. If you can find that, dig that one up. Do you have it? No, that was a brilliant one. And I'm trying to, I'm sorry, I can't think of the name of the other one. It's like, it's Carnival of something, Carnival of Fear, Carnival, and it was made in the, um, I would say the 70s. Sorry, I can't remember that last part. I'll just watch a bunch of Carnival movies. Yeah, everything with Carnival the title. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. Has playing the part of Elvira impacted your life? I mean, did you became this icon and? Yeah, um, it totally it totally changed my life forever. Of course, becoming Elvira. I mean, I was just a struggling actress, you know, um, making no money. I'm I'm still now a very famous actress making no money. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, some things never change. I don't know. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> huh? Yes, that would make fun. That would be a good one. You're right. Yeah, there are a few out there. Yeah. I like that. Elvira does Twilight. Twilight. Okay, there's a movie. Okay, thank you. Yeah. The whole series. Yeah, vampires do not sparkle. I don't know much, but I know that. <laughs> Good, how are you? Uh, my question is, uh, do you own your image 100% and do you own a uh, pinball machine? And what do you think about how that come about? Yeah, I do own my character 100%, which is uh, a good part and a bad part. The good part is I get to control what I do with it, where it's shown, how, how it's used. The bad part is it's not owned by a studio, so I don't make any money. But <laughs> the, uh, you know, I mean, like if you're, say, Leonard Nimoy, for example, or you have a lot of big machinery behind you to get the name out there and to get a show going or a movie going. And, and um, uh, I, on the other hand, am kind of the person funding my own projects. I funded my last movie. I fund, I'm funding this television show. So everything I do pretty much comes out of my pocket. Um, what was the second part of your... Uh, uh, oh, the pinball, the pinball machine. machine. Yeah, I, I've done uh, two pinball machines for Bally. Scared Party Monsters and Scared Stiff, which Scared Stiff, I'm very happy to say, uh, sold for the highest price a pinball machine has ever sold for. Wow. And um, I looks it looks like I'm going to be coming out with a new pinball machine. Believe it or not, there's only one company left in the U.S. that's making them, and uh, looks like we're going to do another Elvira pinball machine. So I'm really excited about that. I love pinball. <laughs> Hi, my Hi, name is uh, Jesse James. A I am Elvira of Worlds All. Wow. <laughs> um, 
first of all, I want to tell you a story, quick story. I have a, a tiny plug and then a question. Uh, it took me 30 years to say this to you, but I was 12 years old in the elevator at San Diego Con, and you actually walked into the elevator. And I unfortunately didn't know who you were because I was 12 years old. And you kept on asking me all these questions about, oh, you then go to the program, you then do this. And I kind of gave you the hand. And so I want to apologize for doing that. So you're right. You know, I mean, I just put the character on, and and boom, that's pretty much it. So um, yeah, I I I, uh, I I'm sorry about the whole thing when you were 12. I mean, it's kind of scary that like you were 12 and I yeah, was this, you and were. you know, yesterday a guy came and he was about, he said he was about uh, 30 years old, and he brought a picture of me with him sitting on my lap when he was two. <laughs> How do you like that? Ooh, talking about making you feel old, man. Thank you very much. And I, this is going to be the end because yes, we have to get in and sign more autographs before we take Absolutely. off the day back to LA. So thank you guys for coming. Hi, folks. This is the Emperor. I'm here to remind you to listen to the Emperor's Court every Saturday from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern right here at vtwproductions.com. That's the Emperor's Court, your three-hour break from Internet porn.